Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash thegaragerockshow. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week, Dahlia. What's going on? What's up, Garage Rock Show listeners? Aaron, how's it going, man? What's up? Pretty good. Uh, good, good. And we got Charlie down there, like, chewing this bell, our new puppy. Not to be confused with Charles. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, Charles isn't Charles chewing on a toy. Charles with a dog named Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's our new puppy. Uh, trying to get that thing, get that toy out of the way. He's, like, going crazy with that thing. Dahlia, maybe you can get it. No, it's a good background. Oh, yeah, though. it's great. People love hearing a bell. He's happy. He's not background. barking. Uh, Little Chardog. Uh, this week's studio. giveaway in the prize closet for you guys to enter. All you got to do is text the word podcast to 68683. That's just the word podcast. Text it over to 68683. You can get your choice of either David Bowie, Glastonbury Live 2000 Remastered CD, Best of the Doors Remastered CD, Pink Floyd, The Early Years DVD CD Combo, or Long Strange Trip, The Untold Story of the Grateful Dead Blu-ray. Your choice, just text the word podcast to 68683. Go to the steps... Uh, to confirm your entry for this week's giveaway. Good luck, so make sure you guys check that out. All right, some new albums out this week uh, from Aaron Lewis, uh, Anderson Pack. You know what's funny about Aaron Lewis? He he just wasn't doing very well, apparently, with this uh, country thing lately, and now he's doing the Stained Reunion this year. Really? Yeah, and he's even got a new country album out. I remember uh, I saw him in Merced. He came to the Merced right. Theater a yeah. few years back. It was a packed show, right? You were saying it was actually a yeah. packed, yeah, packed yeah. show for that. Yeah, because I saw this, like, right before that, like a month earlier, I saw a Pink Floyd tribute that, like, I was surprisingly oh, right. was, nobody showed up. I know, it's a bummer, man. I was man. like, what the hell? No uh, bands showed up? Well, no, no, I mean, their band was there, come on, but... Uh. You know, the, they have like a two story thing with a balcony, and when it's right, it just out, wasn't it's as packed. Full. Yeah, just yeah, you know, they didn't even, they didn't even open names. up the second story, you know. Yeah, that's um, a bummer. Uh, but other new albums coming out today, April 12th, uh, Broken Social Scene. Bruce Hornsby's got a new one out, got good reviews on that. BTS Escort Glenn Hansard, uh, LSD, which is Labyrinth, Sia, and Diplo, uh, collaborative album. Melissa Etheridge actually has a new album out, that's kind of crazy. Um, Shovels and Rope, they're a cool band. They're kind of like The Devil Makes Three. Uh, check them out. Budos Band, Chemical Brothers. That's probably yeah, Chemical Brothers' uh, first wow. new album in a while. Cause, Chemical Brothers. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I used to be a fan. Still? I used to be a fan back in the 90s. Uh, techno? Yeah, yeah. Still the same type. And then also Flaming Lips got a new album coming out actually on Saturday, April 13th. Not, not today. So it's called King's Mouth. That's coming out tomorrow. So... All right, kicking off the rock news headlines. This was a strange one, guys. I wanted to see what you thought about this. So Static X, the front man from Static X, Wayne Static, passed away, you know, and I think it was 2014, something like that. Well, Static X is touring right now uh, on their reunion tour uh, in the North American Trek. It celebrates the 25th anniversary of the Wisconsin Death Trip album. Plays homage to Static and also features Devil's Devil Driver and Dope on the band. 
While the identity of Static X touring singer has not been officially revealed, strong rumors suggest that Dope frontman Edsel Dope will pull double duty on the track and also perform with the surviving original members of Static X. So, here's the deal. They released a statement in which they addressed the criticism they received from some Static X fans over the use. There's a picture of the Wayne Static mask. This is a guy who's not Wayne Static, obviously. He's just uh, Edsel Dope from another band and he's wearing a mask that makes him look like Wayne Static and so he says quote this is the band's statement we obviously wish that Wayne was doing this here with us unfortunately that's not the option rather than putting someone else's face uh, in his place for our 20th anniversary tour we have chosen to memorialize him and ultimately to immortalize him in our hearts there's no greater display of respect than what we're doing so Coming from the, in their mind, they're doing like a kind of an homage thing, and they explain it there. What do you guys think, Dolly? What do you think of uh, a band kind of doing that? It seems like it's coming from an honest place. I'll just say, seems like it's coming from an honest place from the band when they kind of put it that way. But at the same time, it seems kind of like a little overkill and kind of weird, you know. <laughs> kind of weird, but I don't know. But what do you think? Um, in my opinion, it seems kind of sacrilegious. If you will, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, you guys still watch Walking Dead? No, we see do the, not. See the whispers? They cut people's faces off and put them on. No. Oh, yeah. did they've taken a different turn? No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't been watching lately. The past couple seasons, I kind of fell off. But anyway, that's what it kind of <laughs> like. He cut his face off and put him on there. It is kind of creepy. I don't know. So you guys can check it out for yourselves. I get what they're trying to do. Better than a hologram, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's the that's the question, right? Is it is it better than a hologram kind of idea, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's I don't know. What do you? I mean, you like Adam Lambert as uh, Freddie Mercury? Yeah, um, no. See, I don't. That's a fair assessment of the situation. You know, I, I don't, li- and and maybe I would rather see a see Freddie Mercury Ad- hologram. Maybe see Adam Lambert with the Freddie Mercury face on. Would that <laughs> would that sit well a little better or no? No, or that'd be freaky and weird. It would be totally crazy. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be totally Did Adam weird. Lambert do like do that? No. no. Oh, okay. No, he's wearing a Wayne but. Static mask here is what we're talking about. And if somebody put on some kind of a Freddie Mercury mask and <laughs> could sing the notes, then that'd be kind of crazy, you know? Is that Adam Lambert in that mask? Is that a, I, I missed something. No, it's oh, not okay. Adam Lambert <laughs> in the mask. I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. Maybe, I'm, maybe I'm should, on doggy duty Yeah, here. maybe you should Dope. put the dog down <laughs> and pay attention to what's going on here. Uh, we're good. Okay. We're good. All right. We're in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Fleetwood Mac canceling the remainder of the North American oh, tour. No. Stevie Nicks comes down with the flu. I don't know why they had to cancel the whole tour, but they canceled. Yeah, they the... still have Christine there. She can um, hold the show. No, but people She's got aren't, more load. People aren't there to see Christine. They want I to love see Stevie Christine. Nicks. Uh, well, but that's that may be fair. But Stevie Nicks got the flu, so uh, entire entire tour is canceled, including dates uh, in Toronto, Winnipeg, and Canada, and all that. All rescheduled for October, November. So, uh, Black Keys also pulling out of Woodstock 50. Uh, less than a month after their appearance at the event was confirmed, the Black Keys have canceled their performance at Woodstock 50. Uh, totally canceled it. They just. Wow. They say due to a scheduling conflict, which is kind of strange. I mean, you would think you commit to a festival that size that 
you don't have anything going on. You know, there's no. I, I wouldn't see why there would be a scheduling conflict. You know. Yeah. I think they kind of see the writing on the wall with the festival. It's already been kind of shaky from the get go. Uh, there was rumors that the event was in financial trouble. Uh, they're trying to increase the capacity of the the venue size to sell more tickets, which is kind of a weird thing to do. So. Uh, yeah, not really, not really looking good, too good for uh, for Woodstock hmm. Fifty. Got one of their major headliners pulling out. Well, could be like Wayne Stock and <laughs> Steven Tyler shows up at the end. Yeah, it makes everything all right. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Black Keys at at a Woodstock festival. I'm not sure if I love that idea. Like, what bands would you want to hear at a, a traditional Woodstock festival? Well, it's supposed to be like Woodstock's like anything. Relevant, right? Just mm-hmm. whatever is relevant at the time. I, I mean, or is it? I mean, you got all those old, old school guys coming back, right? Well, there goes the dog. The dogs have been kicked out from this podcast. So this is the current lineup right here. This oh, is no, the no, current no, lineup. No, 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 uh, no, this is, this the- is the Louisville, Kentucky, Louder Than Life uh, Highland Festival grounds at Keo Expo Center, and the headliner is Slipknot. And then you have the sub-headliners, Stained, A Day to Remember, which I love what A Day to Remember, Chevelle, mm. I Prevail, Architects, Beartooth, and eh, I would not pay for, to go to this festival. In my opinion, only. Maybe just for Slipknot, but could really... There's like only one or two songs from Slipknot that I actually like. What I do appreciate, he went on that show on Vice, and he was talking about his background and where he came from. Which took him to where he is now, and Chris is now entering the building. If this was, I'll, I'll just say right off the bat, if this was Aftershock, I'd be a little disappointed. Um, Slipknot. All these bands seem kind of recycled, except for Slipknot. That's cool. They got a new album out. I, I am excited Stained, to see you them. you were talking about earlier, right? That, yeah, that's, it's apparently their first reunion show in like five years or something. It's like, who gives a sh- uh, if it were like 2000, the year 2000 or 2001, <laughs> you know, then this, this would dude, be an awesome show. But it's 2019, and here's the deal with that eh. guy. What? Which one? Like who? Uh, Aaron Lewis. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Go on. Go ahead. I mean, it. he's all went all in on country and shit, you right? Know, and then starts talking shit about all the shit that ain't country and fucking his shit's hail of country, and right? All this right? Shit, right? But then he's going back to fucking stain. Yeah. And did are you, you country see, or are you fucking 90s alternative shit? He's just, what the fuck and are you doing, That's the man? thing. He's just like, like go, a fucking poser, yeah. in my opinion. You know, he's just he trying is, to man. cash in on shit, you know? He is a fucking poser, dude. And, and I, I see him just as one of those guys that's like, oh, that ain't working. Let's just do something else. You know, oh, I'll go back to Stain for now, you know, because I don't know if you saw the videos lately, but a lot of the crowds that he was playing these country shows, mm-hmm. he was trying to do songs and shit, and people were just like, Hooting and hollering in the fucking crowd, and he gets all fucking upset, and he's like, "You know, I'm not gonna play the song if you guys just keep fucking talking or whatever, you know." Mm. And everybody's just like, oh, "Okay," like you know, and he just like gets up and leaves off the stage mm. and knocks over his drink like a little kid, you know, and just fucking bails. Mm. So it's funny that he's doing stain now. He's like, "Oh, fuck that," you know. Even though he's got a brand new country album coming out today, he's already uh, doing stained. Yeah, Tour and know, shit. I don't know. It's you just need like some money. Shit, man. Yeah, whatever. Paycheck. Paycheck. I can't hate on that. Right. But. Yeah. But anyway, also on the lineup, Guns N' Roses, Godsmack, Ice Cube. That's kind of cool. Ice Cube puts on a great show. Dropkick Murphys, Stone Temple Pilots, Suicidal Tendencies, 
and then I don't know. I just would a bunch of that that second day would be probably the the day. Yeah, Saturday. Saturday mm-hmm. looks like the, pretty much the Dropkick day right Murphy's, there. Murphy's, Guns N' Roses, Godsmack, and Ice Cube. They got Guar on there, and Philip and Selmo uh, <laughs> from Pantera. Guar. Yeah, I that dude. <laughs> that was crazy. Which man. one did? It, what's which one? The lead singer guy. What was uh, his name? Oh, yeah, I can't remember. He had like a prosthetic wiener. He had a double, a double so prosthetic. Yeah, it was a double, double dong. Yeah, that'd be uncomfortable. Uh, I'm sorry to those who we've interviewed that we can't remember. (laughs) There have been many hundreds, if Uh, not almost a thousand. Nah, maybe not that much. Remember Beavis and Butthead loved war. Yeah, they they loved all that shit. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, another lineup uh, for our friends out there on the west or the east coast. Uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin's got one called Summerfest. And this one's almost like kind of like a country. a country jam band kind of deal going on, but then they country got country jamboree. <laughs> but then they got Little Wayne, Snoop Dogg, and School by Q on one of the days mm. as well. So Zach Brown Band, Thomas Rhett, Jason Aldean, also Outlaw Music Festival featuring Willie Nelson and family, mm-hmm. Phil Lesh and friends, Avet Brothers, Counting Crows, Allison Krauss, Dawes. That's kind Don't of cool. you love the Nexus? What of the like, combining the artists like yeah, yeah hip hop yeah. to country. At what point in history do you think that happened? Like, I th- I feel like, in my opinion, it happened, like, maybe five years ago only, what? if if more, when, we, ha- when we, we came to that nexus where country music was doing, like, a hip-hop vibe and where uh, uh, hip-hop artists were doing, like, a country vibe. I think like, it was because of hip-hop's breaking into the mainstream the way it was and its commanding presence on the billboard charts and everything else. That it's almost like the other artists and labels wanted to kind of attach themselves to hip hop. So, at what year do you think that that nexus came into play? I don't know. A specific I would year. say two thousand and five, six, seven. I don't know. Or eighteen, maybe later. I don't know. I guess. Yeah, I remember. Um, <clears throat> what are those dudes? The country, those country guys, uh, like Florida Georgia yeah, Line or something. Exactly. Those guys. They had a. Um, they had a jam with uh, Nelly. So you'll say 2006. Then. Yeah, what year was back? that? What, know, what year was that? Like 2013 or something? 20, uh, oh, okay. Not I was going to say early as like 2006. No, that's that's way too early. That shit was not going on then. No way. <laughs> Maybe like some band like the Moonshine Bandits or some shit that was doing it back then. They were like hip-hop to begin with, you know, in a way. Mm-hmm. But like country, major mainstream country doing the hip-hop stuff, that did not happen until... Very recently. And a lot of people, there's a lot of pushback in the country, you know. Whenever I go to remotes for, like, country music station that I work at, um, they're like, what's, why do you guys play so much of that hip-hop country stuff, you know? People, some people don't like it, you know? And they think it's, yeah, it's you know. a lot of purists out there. It divides the, yeah. It's, there's it's, a lot of, I mean, all know. the, yeah. There's a lot of pop country now. Is, yeah, I mean, and a lot of people think country just doesn't sound I mean, they country classified anymore. classified Taylor Swift as pop. I mean, yeah. as country, right? Kelsey I Ballerini, mean, some yeah. of those girls that are just like, you know, pop-type I mean, pop you, girls. You try to put that in a category with, you know, Willie Nelson or something. Right. It's, just, it's like, what? It was like when we tried to push uh, the, all that new alternative stuff as rock on our rock station, and it really wasn't. People were like, "This, you're playing Lord." You yeah. know, and you're trying to say this is new rock. Like, the, there's no guitars, there's no nothing in it, you know? So it's just a trip. But uh, we we digress. Uh, some more tour dates announced for the Recon Tours. Uh, uh, 
where are they at? Uh, in California, they're coming to Oakland July 23rd. L.A. July 26th. Santa Barbara July 27th. Uh, and then they got a lot of East Coast states. Tons of East Coast states. Tennessee. Philadelphia. Washington, D.C. South Carolina. Georgia. Man, they're all over the place. All year long. So this would be a good tour to see. Uh, they haven't toured in over eight years. So that would be a good one. Oh, what? And look who else is on tour. Morrissey. Morrissey with Interpol? Yeah. You've caught my attention now oh, for man. once in the last year. <laughs> so that, that that perks Dolly up there. At the, he's going to be at the Bill Graham uh, October 3rd. That's actually Hardly Strictly Weekend. That's Hardly wow. Strictly Bluegrass Weekend. I love Morrissey and Interpol. Yeah, that'd be a good show, right? Yeah, in uh, my opinion. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, I've actually because in... Chris invites me to many many shows and I'm like eh, I, is, I put in for tickets eh. uh, for that but this Bill Graham I would want to go yeah all right well we may be going just as long as it's not on like a Tuesday and here's the deal he's got a new uh, album when out. it when is it, when is the San Francisco show it's on I think it's on a Saturday or Friday night wow. it's October yeah. 3rd I want to go to that yeah well all right well there you go um. So make sure you guys check that out. Morrissey is on tour, and he's going to be releasing a new album uh, that's a bunch of covers, like of like old fifties things and all kinds of. I don't. Shit. I don't like this. It's like yeah. a, I, it's like I, a I was listening to uh, my Morrissey album. playlist yesterday, and I heard this, and I was like, "What is this?" Kind of they're a popular they're thing promoting nowadays, this. Huh? They're, yeah, people are doing this. I'm not. Shit. I I not feeling it. Huh? Not feeling this at all. Well, that may be what he's going to be playing on this tour. Uh, well, so. I hope he plays more of the um, older tracks. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, he's do does have. A I don't, new... don't want to hear that wedding bell song. Definitely. His new album's called California Sun, uh, and it's going to be featuring mm-hmm. covers of Bob Dylan, Joni Mitchell, Roy Orbison. Diane Warwick, Carly Simon, and others. It's Dion Warwick. And other guest artists include Grizzly Bears, Ed Drosty, P- Petra Hayden, Young the Giants, Samir Gadia. I don't know how to pronounce people's names. Who gives a shit? It's all right. Crow Milk, of course, is the protein-based milk uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know from harvesting crow's eggs... Uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The uh, the fortification and benefits of these crow's eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crow's milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it <laughs> it really it makes you. It you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You can see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way. Yeah, because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that "I don't give a fuck" mentality. Yeah, on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow. Yeah, crow milk. Drink it. <laughs> Drink it and be, and be one with with your own um with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk. So thank you, crow. Uh, Ozzy. Uh, revealing, well, Sharon actually revealing the extent of Ozzy's injuries. Basically, I'm fucked. <laughs> Pretty much. She told uh, everyone on the talk that, you know, okay, so here's her quote. At the beginning of the year, he had a bad flu that went to bronchitis, then it went to pneumonia, and then he had the flu. 
came out of the hospital, had a bad accident at home. He fell, and he fell in the middle of the night. And years ago, previously, he had a motorbike accident. He was in a coma for days. And what he'd done, he re-injured his back and neck and shoulders. This was after his hand issue, Yeah, right? this was after all that. And all the metal rods and everything that were put in his body were dislodged. Mm. So could you imagine all those metal rods? Like, oh, man, that just must be insane, you know? So, I imagine his skin is like paper thin and his know, bones can uh, be brittle. I feel like guy, he might be man. the first dude to have a full robot body and like just take his head and throw it on a like, some machine. <laughs> right? <laughs> and have Ozzy cruise <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> right. That'd be fucking metal. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Tr- uh, literally. It was, right? <laughs> metal. Uh, good shit. All right. So this is a cool thing from Metallica. They're actually doing something really cool. They continue to do some really cool things for the communities that they play in. And on May 22nd, it's called their Day of Service, where Metallica fans all across the U.S. are invited to volunteer for a day at food banks in communities that have supported Metallica on its North American tour date. So I know they have one in Fresno here in uh, Central Valley. And if you guys want to sign up, you go to their website, and then you get a pretty cool shirt. You get a, um, a an official All Within My Hands Foundation shirt with the Metallica logo on it. And you don't you donate your time basically at a food bank, and you go and help them pack food or serve food, and uh, they they're looking for a thousand volunteers to spend a day working at a local food bank across the U.S. So, pretty cool. Metallica, you know, say what you will about all their shit, they do a lot of stuff for the community and pretty neat. So sign up. You can go to feedingamerica.org and check that out. <laughs> this was a funny story that um, Jason Bonham told Howard Stern recently this week. Um, so Jason Bonham is the son of John Bonham, le- dr- drummer from Led Zeppelin. Uh, he does <laughs> he does his own drumming now with um, his own band, Led Zeppelin Experience and all that. So he revealed that it was none other than his father's bandmate, Jimmy Page, that introduced him to cocaine early on as, the, as early as the age of 16. Uh, during a chat with Howard Stern, he's 52 now, uh, he says, here's the story. It's a trippy story. He says, quote, we got called to his room. He's talking about Jimmy Page. He says, I was 16 at this point, and there was a woman on the floor with a collar on, meowing, and he had this grinder thing, and he turned it over, and there was a huge pile of pure cocaine on a wooden lid. He went, here you go. And I went, thanks. And he's like, you've done this before, right? And I'm like, yeah, of course I have. So he handed it over, and I just did all of it. And he went, just like your father, you know, that was supposed to be for all of us. <laughs> I just did all the coke. That is child abuse. <laughs> that is child abuse. But that was back abuse. in the 80s, right? I mean, shit. Child abuse, child abuse. Okay, well, still. Uh, Jason, uh, he got a gig with Jimmy Page on his 1988 Outrider tour. Super early, he said, quote, I'll be doing blow, and they found out, so Jimmy cut his guitar solo short. I was halfway down into the dressing rooms, and I suddenly hear that I'm supposed to come in now. So we ran back, and Jimmy's just standing there. He was angry because we did some lines and didn't offer him any. But Jason Bonham's on tour right now. Check him out with The Circle. Sammy Hagar, Michael Anthony. I'm actually probably going to see this show coming up in Concord on April 20th. Uh, So make sure you guys check that out. Uh, Aaron, we were talking about this uh, chick the other day. Billie Eilish, she set a new record. She became the first musician born in the 2000s to have a number a number one charting album. Uh, yeah, so did you guys see her on Ellen? No, I didn't. It was no. so funny. So, so she was on Ellen recently, like a week or two ago, 
And she absolutely loves Justin Bieber. Like, that's her idol. Really? Yes, she loves him. Did she say? She just, she idolizes him. She's, like, fascinated by him. So Ellen, like, played a joke on her. She's like, so what if I told you Justin was here? And there's, like, this big box between them. Because, you know, when she has a guest, (laughs) there's, like, two seats. Uh, Ellen's so funny at pranking people that... She was like, no, don't mess with me right now, Billy Eilish says. And she was like, I won't. He's not really here. And she's like, okay, how? it's so funny. And then all of a sudden, he pops out of this box and she just loses her mind. (laughs) It's so funny that you see an artist lose her mind over another artist. Yeah, because we're all... When they're on the same level. We're all like humans and we all have like people that we like look up to and respect. It's pretty cool. She sold an old impress- she? Well, she's 18, 19? Yeah, 17, 18. How's the Biebs? Oh, he's probably in his 20s. 20, mid 20s? Mid 20s, I think, by yeah. now. 24. She's 24. Probably, yeah, probably had her, his poster yeah. on the wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. She, so, she sold, dude, 313,000 album equivalents of her new I think album. It was on Kimmel or Fallon, one or the other. I don't know. It marked the second biggest opening week of 2019 so far, so pretty impressive. Uh, okay. We're on to On This Day in Music History Trivia, guys. On this day in 1990, it's supposed to be April 12th, says April 5th, but it's April 12th. On this day in 1990, Sinead O'Connor refuses to appear as the musical guest on Saturday Night Live in protest of this guest host. Was it A, politician Bob Dole, B, New York Yankees owner George Steinbrenner, or C comedian Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. What do you what do you guys think? All pretty like I looked all these hey. things up. The, they these were all hosts Little in, in the era. Sat on a tuffet. Yeah, <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay. What do you think? Um I remember this happening, but oh, yeah? I don't re- I remember Okay, well then her... you answer second, Aaron. You you answer first. Well, what I do don't say? remember who she was opposing, but I remember, but remember there was like this whole political political back background or backdrop happening what do you think what do you think Aaron Mm, I don't see why a Yankees owner would be a host maybe he was he did host okay this is all he did host I looked all this up um he's like a businessman I I feel like it Bob Dole was he a fucking host too shit he was a host these guys it was all hosts huh all, all in that well, era. I don't know. I guess I see it something being something political. Then it would maybe Bob Dole. I'm gonna pick maybe something she opposed. I don't know. I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> I don't. Maybe Andrew Dice Clay was she pit? I mean, yeah, he was hella just you know obnoxious. And yeah, maybe that was you could know, the be way that he too, portrayed right? women. Could right. have been something yeah. that way. You know, like yeah. this fucking bitch. She said fucking this Little and that. Bit, yeah, and whatever that whole fuck, thing. You know? yeah, so yeah. and that's why I'm going with um, C. You're going with that, but I don't know. All right, let's go with it. What's it's, I'm going with the the politician. There. Hey, oh, okay, Andrew fuck. Dice Clay. That's right, comedian Andrew Dice Clay. Uh, they actually put the the TV show on a seven second delay for the first time in the history of the show because they knew he was going to. just... They knew he <laughs> might. They didn't know what he was going to do. Yeah. yeah, they had no idea, and she did not want to be uh, the musical guest that night, and she backed out, and they got somebody to replace her. I forget who the replacement was, but. 
First time in uh, Saturday Night Live history that that happened. Uh, well, he's disrespe- disrespected women. Yeah, it was it was because of that, and, and it was and actually over. another cast member. I forget her name. I should have wrote it down. It was Edna something. She was a cast member of Saturday Night Live, and she also uh, boycotted the show that night. She was subsequently like basically fired the next season because of that, which was kind of a dick move from Lauren Michaels, but. Um, anyway, so let's move I on. I, I I feel like I look at him like a character. Like he, like yeah. I don't take him seriously. You yeah, know? like he's, I know. But <laughs> because you're a man, but as a woman, when you hear some of the shit that comes yeah, out of his I mouth, know. you're yeah. like, you're like, how does he get away what with that? The Dude, hell nobody is should be saying that kind of you. shit. Yeah, yeah, it's don't. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, don't. Just wanted this. All right, double trivia edition, guys. Another good one here. This is a good one that may uh, trip you guys out. On this day in 1983, this group releases their debut album on this day, April 12th, 1983. R.E.M. Is it The Flaming Lips? Is it B, R.E.M., or C, The Red Hot Chili Peppers? You just say confidently R.E.M., huh? Right off the yeah, bat. Yeah, because I don't know. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. I looked it up. They all released albums around this time. Okay. I feel like I feel like the Peppers and Flaming Lips were more towards the nine, like later 80s. Right. I'm going with R.E.M. R.E.M.? Yeah. Well, you'd be correct. R.E.M. Murmur's album, uh, R.E.M.'s Murmur album came out today. It was their uh, debut album. It drew critical acclaim upon its release for its unusual sound, defined by lead singer Michael Stipe's cryptic lyrics, guitarist Peter Buck's jangly guitar style, and bassist Mike Mills' melodic bass lines. Uh, released April 12, 1983 by RRS Records. So there you go. The Chili Peppers didn't release an album to the next year, and as well as I The just, Flaming Lips. Yeah, I just, you know, like, But they both were formed in we 1983. grew up in the MTV era, yeah. and I just remember when they started appearing on MTV, they were like, I always thought, man, they're kind of old already. Right, you know, Peppers and uh, are younger. Yeah, we're yeah, younger yeah. at the time. I think I think Michael Stipe. They had already been around for like older. ten years. How old is he? You know, uh, Michael Stipe. I don't know. I don't know how old he is. He's got to be got to be a little bit older, close than, to sixty than, something than like that. Ketis and Flea and shit, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, quick on the sports minute. Uh, NCAA uh, uh, basketball title: Virginia beating Texas Tech. What a game that was, man! I mean, you were watching it, right? Like it was. Yeah. Uh, it was a close game all the way up, and I mean, you know, and uh, Texas Tech had the lead for a while. They got that three-pointer uh, to tie it up when they go into overtime. It was tied going into overtime, and uh, Virginia just kind yeah, of uh, notched it out. So that was that yeah, was a good one. They redeemed redeemed themselves from last year. I mean, yeah, they were expected to go far last year. Good story behind it. Last year they were the first, you know, the first team to get beat by a 16 seed ever in in right. tournament history like they got beat they were i think first uh seed in the entire tournament if i'm not mistaken you know there's yeah. four you know four regions and anyways they they were the first ones to lose and then they come back the following year and, and win it all win the whole thing so <laughs> they got a story yeah and it's uh it was the first time since 1984 since they made it to the final four and then first time of course in their history to win it so pretty cool uh, real quick about other basketball news. I thought this was kind of crazy. Magic Johnson unexpectedly resigns as the Lakers president. He said, quote, I want to go back to having fun. I want to go back <laughs> to being who I was before taking on this job. 
The 64-year-old star point guard said he's also tired of being investigated or fined by the NBA for tampering when he comments on basketball on Twitter or speaks to another organization's player. So they just must, like, be all over him. And he's probably just talking like a normal guy, like the way he was used to as a private Mm -hmm. citizen, kind of. And now he can't do any of that. So good for him. I say, you know, right? Like, fuck all that, right? Under a microscope. You don't want to be like that anymore. Get out of there. You know, good for him. Um... Okay, so this is interesting. So, baseball's home plate umpires wrong 20% of the time. A new Boston University study found their right to complain, you know, like when you yell at the umpires, a lot more than you think because the study analyzed nearly 4 million pitches, Major League Baseball, over the last 11 seasons, and they found that the umpires got ball and strike calls wrong at least 20% of the time, which is one in every five calls. Uh, experience didn't seem to help. The higher error rates actually coming from older veteran umpires, not the younger, less experienced ones. While Major League Baseball introduced instant replay for umpire calls, they've resisted doing so for calling balls and strikes. Do you think they should have instant replays for balls and strikes? I think they should. I like it. Why not, right? They have, you know, that's what we have. It's a deciding thing, right? Technology. We do that shit for NCAA uh, basketball, you know? I mean, back in the day, we didn't have it, so we were, we had to depend on somebody's good eye. But what's better than uh, somebody's good eye, you know? Like, they say also that um, they could use earpieces connecting them to a control center that would provide them real time ball and strike information. So calls could be made correctly while keeping traditional parts of the game like signs, signals, sounds from the home plate umpire. The ump behind the plate. Right. I mean, what would his what would his reason of being there? I guess he could still he's still calling. Like, that's what they're saying is keep still the calling, traditional you know. parts of the game like signs, like you're out, and you know yeah. and that's still part of the game. And he could still make calls that you know plays that at home, you know, like uh, somebody sliding into home or right. whatever. You know, he's, he's there. To and when they it, get so. the foul ball. And you know, and there it shoot, shoots up in the air. And, and think about it, man. He's standing up there for fucking nine innings, like just a couple of hours. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Bending over and shit. Probably fatigue, and you don't get every call. You know? Nope. It's just human error, you know. And yeah. and why not get a little bit of help when it need, when you need it? So, when you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain, you need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail, it's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears, know that Ball Jack is there with you. Hell yeah! America. Ball Jack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your dusty trail mate hanging. Reach over and grab his ball jack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing thirst with his ball jack. Woo! Ball jack, the drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. <laughs> All right, moving on. Movie, TV, and entertainment news. Rob Zombie's new movie has finished uh, production. Apparently, it's completed. He posted a photo on. Uh, his Twitter, as you could see, which uh, actor Bill Mosley up there, um, uh, and apparently it was shot in California. Reuniting Sid Haig, Sherry Moon Zombie, Bill Mosley, uh, they are going to be reprising their roles as the Firefly uh, Firefly family. It's not clear whether Zombie plans to resurrect 
the trio from the dead in some kind of supernatural fashion because they all died at the end of the last yeah. movie. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. Uh, I imagine. I don't know. I was expecting it to be like a prequel, but it's they still call it a sequel. Huh? Yeah. It supposedly takes... Man, you kind of want to... Maybe an origin story would be cool. That would be, right? I think, like, cooler. Like, how do they get this way? That would have been a like cooler our, our, idea. their parents or how yeah. they were brought up. I think that would be... That would be cool, <clears throat> but man. We'll see. Uh, I'm interested. I'll probably still check it out. Yeah. Just because I it'll like be, those other ones. Yeah, it'll be cool. Uh, so what do you think about this? Jaws fans can watch the movie in the water this summer. Dude, I saw that a couple years ago, too. They did this somewhere. Yeah, this um, is in Texas, apparently. Um, Beachside Billies and Lake Travis. Or to our listeners out in Texas, man, you guys are lucky. Dude. This is really cool. Check this out, Dolly. So are they in the actual ocean? Yeah, well, uh, good question. Uh, I don't know if it's actually in the ocean. I don't think so. It's, it's a like lake. lake. It okay. says Lake Travis. Uh, so they're going to watch Jaws while they're in the water. You know, that would be kind of cool, Dude, right? Yeah, you'd have to have like somebody comes up underneath you and grabs your leg. And those shit. employees don't <laughs> like really a... have good back support. So how long could you sit in there? Well, an hour and, and, and a half. It? Hour and a half. Yeah, yeah not float. too bad. Two hours. A, ri- a good river float takes a couple hours, and yeah, tch, I've done that. And you could have some beers out there. I'm sure you just yeah. sneak some beers out there and have some fun. That'd be a good. One. How about we... like a remote uh, giant shark or something that somebody could? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and... little like. Fin coming funny, out of man. the water. That'd be good. We uh, need to have like a Game of Thrones moment. What do you mean? We need to share all of our theories. What? What, what do you mean? Oh, okay. Well, we're going to have to divide, devote a, a whole podcast to that. Yeah. Guess. Well, the, I'm going to have to gather all my theories up. Mm. I got How about we do it um, I next have a week new theory. after the new episode airs because it's going to be airing this Sunday. We'll watch the new episode and then we'll come on the podcast on Thursday and we'll devote a whole segment to talking about the new episode and what our theories are well, of the series as a whole. Rewatch that? all of the uh, episodes that have Peter Baelish in them, and it will blow your mind. Okay, we'll talk about that all, all later, another time. Okay. We'll talk we about it next week. We know it's fresh in Dahlia's mind. She mm-hmm. obviously can't <laughs> stop thinking. She's like about. foaming at the mouth. Guys. Oh, yeah, we've it's been watching crazy. Easter eggs over and over. I'm like, You've oh, You've been my watching God, Easter eggs. How have I not seen that before? The, the the people on YouTube have done an amazing job. Marty, like, more just sad that the this is going to be it. I know. I know. Season. Yep. We're there. All right. We'll talk about it more next week. Uh, real quick, last thing for movie, TV, entertainment news. They crunched the numbers and still 2.5 million Americans use De- uh, Netflix's DVD by mail service. They still have that? I know, and I know somebody who uses it. I'm not going to call him out by name, but he still uses it. Uh, Does he come on the podcast? He's only come on once. You know who he is. Okay. Uh, Old school guy that doesn't, you know, have a lot of new technology. Good friend of the show. Uh, But he's still on their DVD service thing. More power to you. Here's the thing. Netflix has about 100,000 movies on DVD. But reportedly, only 6,000 are streamed on their service. So that's a huge difference, right? We're talking literally tens of thousands of movies that you only have access to on DVD because of rights issues and this and that. Oh, okay. 6,000 of these 100,000 are only the ones that you have access to to stream. So basically, Netflix is the last blockbuster in a way, it is. yeah, yeah, it, it's the last like kind of library of Congress, if you will, of a, a lot of DVDs media. that you if can you get. Will. Yeah, 
So that's kind of cool. So it's still happening. It's just $7.99 a month. So you can get DVDs for just $7.99 instead of doing the whole $15 for the streaming, right? And you get a lot more selection. So something to think about. All right, uh, moving on to world news. First ever black hole image release. You guys see this? Yes. Pretty cool, right? Uh, First ever image of a black hole, which is located in a distant galaxy. It measures 40 billion kilometers across, which is 3 million times the size of Earth. Yeah, it's 500 million trillion kilometers away. Send something in there, see where it goes. It was photographed by a network of eight telescopes across the world. Pretty awesome. It's like a giant butthole. (laughs) <laughs> what what they say what we see is larger than the size of our entire solar system. It has a mass of 6 billion times that of the sun. Wow. Hmm. It's just crazy, right? Um, and it's one of the black the the biggest go ahead. What? And is one of the heaviest black holes that we think exist. Right. Hmm. Huh. Where do you think it goes? Who knows? <laughs> to another that dimension. Is a question. <laughs> I, I don't know if anyone's going to find out and live to tell about it. Uh, all right, some other world news. I thought this was a funny story and a well-deserving karma story. As a man who suspected of being a poacher hunting for rhinos was killed by an elephant and his body was eaten by lions, according to officials at South Africa. All the animals involved here. He was a rhino poacher killed by an <laughs> elephant but eaten by lions. That's awesome. <laughs> They found the remains of the man on Thursday, saying only a human skull and a pair of pants were left. Wow. So, I don't, yeah, I'm not. And the alleged four accomplices of the guy have all been arrested in his poaching schemes and stuff. So, good for that, you know. And sometimes Mother Nature takes care of itself (laughs) in a way, right? Yeah. Check this out. Also, speaking uh, speaking of uh, things going on and crazy shit, a 17 foot Burmese python was found in Florida at the Florida Everglades. It is the largest ever removed from the Big Cypress National Preserve. It was developing 73 eggs. It was a female that had 73 eggs ready to hatch. Wow. Most of the pythons living in the Everglades are between 6 and 10 feet long. This was 17 feet. 140 pounds. Isn't that crazy? That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they say the Burmese python is native to Southeast Asia and one of the invasive species of pythons that began showing up in the Everglades in the 80s, most likely abandoned by pet owners. So, yeah. Crazy. They found this woman, apparently the, the female snake, they they make the males like sentinels. They put beacons on them and they go to mate to them mm-hmm. and that's how they find them. So it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. And also interesting, fossils of an extinct human species, uh, excuse me, fossils of an extinct human species was found on the Philippine Islands uh, in an excavated cave. We're looking at some teeth there. Check this out. This was an unknown human species, probably small in stature and possessing an unexpected mix of archaic and modern traits. Uh, So the researchers were unable to extract DNA but did determine that one of the individuals lived 67,000 years ago and the other 50,000 years ago. Hmm. Pretty interesting, right? Uh, also, bad news is Lori Laughlin is reportedly facing real prison time. 
She could really? face she could face twenty years behind she won't be bars. Smiling shopping sprees anymore, huh? Unlike Felicity Huffman, who has apologized and agreed to plead guilty, Lori Laughlin and her husband Massimo Giuliani are not ready to cop a plea in the college admission scandal. She and dozens of others are, are implicated in the pair were indicted Tuesday with new charges. Um, yeah. She could face 20 years behind bars. She apparently paid $500,000 to get her two daughters yeah, into college. One. The other one was only 15000 So they let uh, Felicity Huffman off a little bit earlier, or easier because of that. Check wow. this out. Some other news from around the world. As an Australian chef's 154 cheese pizza breaks a Guinness World Record. You're looking at a picture of the pizza there, babe. Check that out. Look at that. That's like hard to believe that that's 154 cheeses on that small ass pizza, right? I didn't even know there were that many cheeses. <laughs> I know. I'm right? thinking like blue cheese, gouda. I can think of like 20. Sharp cheddar. Yeah. I don't know. Apparently. I, I, I was a topo because I'm Portuguese, but that's it. Yeah. So it's a, we're looking at the pizza. It's the size of a dinner plate. It's not very big at all. Uh, so you won't be uh, using the restroom after eating a slice <laughs> of that. Yeah, it'll clog you up pretty good. Jeez. But, uh, yeah, 154 cheeses on there. Uh, it does look good, though, i got to say. I, I would like to try it. Uh, all right, so in memoriam this week, uh, an actor that he's one of those actors that you always like see in, in the movies, and he was a great kind of character actor. He always had, like, the long, like, Twisted mustache. Yeah, he was in a lot of westerns, and the characters played a lot of that stuff. Seymour Cassell, he passed away uh, earlier this week. He, he was born in 1935. Yeah, can you imagine? Almost, a, he almost made it to like a hundred years, right? Jeez. Uh, so here's the deal. This was an interesting. To live through all those decades, oh, can you imagine? I know. Uh, this was an interesting story about him. So. Guns N' Roses guitarist Slash, uh, of all people, mourned the death of actor Seymour Cassell. He passed away April 8th at the age of 84. So here's the deal. Uh, Slash, we all know as Slash, but his real name is Saul Hudson. Okay, that's Slash's real name. He was a childhood friend of Cassell's son, Matt. So Matt Cassell and Slash were good friends, right? He says the nickname Slash... Uh, recalled he so Slash is saying this in 2012 in an interview. He recalled the whole story. He said, "Quote: We used to ditch school and hang out at his house, and he used to call me Slash, and it was just habitual with him." And Slash added that he never knew why Cassell called him that until years later, explaining, "Quote: He says it was because I was always in a hurry, hustling whatever it was I was hustling at the time, and never had time to sit and chat." I was always sort of in passing, and he just started calling me Slash, end quote. So isn't that kind of cool? Yeah. That's the history of Slash's name there, and it was Howard Cassell, or excuse me, Seymour Cassell, uh, that uh, gave it to him. So. Yar, you hear that? That's the sound of Mother Nature. She's an uncompromising beast. Think about it. What was the largest mammal in the history of this earth? The blue whale. What did they eat to become the largest beasts on the planet? Krill. That's right. We've harnessed the power of the wild and mysterious krill in our new triple baleen filtered krill reserve lager. We filter our beer in a revolutionary baleen strainer, imitating the way blue whales would eat and process their krill. 
Yar, this is the same process. Filters and extracts all of the seaworthy nutrients your body needs. We only harvest the most wild and exotic krill from one of the most deadly seas on the planet, the Black Sea. Yar! So whether you're fishing for barnacles, sailing the seven seas of cheese, or disposing of unwanted trash or bodies in your nearest lake, yar! You need an uncompromising lager made of the same nutrients that fuel the beasts of the sea. Krill Reserve Lager. Triple baleen filtered for maximum krill potency. It's not just delicious, it's krillicious. Yar! Weekly What the Fuck this week. Doctors find four bees inside a woman's eye where they were drinking her tears. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. Doctors in Taiwan found four sweat bees in a woman's eye socket drinking her tears. The patient was pulling weeds with a relative when the insects got into her eye. Doctors removed the bees, said the patient suffered a bacterial skin infection and inflammation of the cornea because the bees ate from her eye for four hours. The sweat bees are known to be attracted to perspiration and treat humans as a salt lick. Mm. The woman is expected to make a full recovery, but Jesus Christ, right? Like, so be be aware. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, also, weekly what the fuck here. Allison Mack expected to plead guilty in this sex cult case. Have you guys heard about... We we talked about it a while ago when it, when it first went I to trial. This. I think I remember that. She used to be in this show called Smallville. She was an actor, Allison Mack, and she basically recruited women to this sex cult thing with that was run by this Keith Rainier guy, Rainier. I don't know how to say his name. She appeared before a sobbing ju- or appeared sobbing before the judge this week. She said, "Quote: I'm here to plead guilty. Uh, I must take full responsibility for my conduct. I'm very sorry." Blah blah blah. Uh, she said the system was designed that she was part of to make them think they could suffer serious harm. If they didn't do what she said, she was involved in an Albany area master slave sex ring. She previously pleaded not guilty and faces up to life in prison. So Hmm. uh, she's the third person to plead guilty after Lauren Seisman and her mother. This 64-year-old lady were like running this sex cult thing, man. It's crazy. That's sick. Yeah, so... When, when did she get involved with that? Did it say how old she was? If her mom was into it, it's not, it's like uh, it says Rainier built this thing over twenty years. Um, she was done. I think she got part of it like uh, maybe like ten years ago or something like that. I'm not sure. Hmm. All right, last story. Well, almost the last story of the night. But uh, real quick, isn't it crazy that the measles are fucking outbreaking again? As the New York City health officials have basically almost. It, Ordering a mandatory vaccine. Isn't that crazy? Where they got to, like, tell you to get a measles vaccine because they're... And now they're having to pay fines as high as $1,000. This is the worst outbreak since 1991. Well, for those of us who were born in 83, we had to have measles, mumps, and rubella vaccinations. Right. I'm not sure if they're doing that now. Yeah, maybe not. But back in our day... We had to be vaccinated for those. Yeah, so mm-hmm. apparently it's a huge outbreak over the East Coast. So sorry, all of our listeners over there. You guys better get uh, can we get vaccinated? We, we're good. Yeah, no, it's no. it's we, super. In our year, we contagious. already had to have it. Yeah, we measles, we're already vaccinated, so we should be good. Yeah. If you haven't been vaccinated for it, though, you should get vaccinated because yeah, it's crazy. 
Alright, so check this out. This is the last story of the night. Uh, <laughs> what are we looking at here, Dahlia? Describe it for our listeners. Um, it yeah. looks like mannequins with giant Easter eggs. Straight swallowing that frisbee. And I see lights. Sorry. Dog's eating a frisbee and he's actually swallowing yeah, the plastic. Yeah, dog's eating the frisbee. Yeah, he is. Blue My turds. goodness. All right, get that out of the way. No, All right, so we're looking at a bunch of mannequins dressed as Playboy bunnies here on a yard with a bunch of Easter eggs and lights, and they're held down by, like, they're on stands with bricks on them. This is in front of, believe it or not, a dentist office in New Jersey. Yes, that's right. Uh, it is outside of a Clifton, New Jersey dentist office. I think they should do further uh, <laughs> investigating into this and find out that this dentist has probably been, like, one of those dentists that Fucking maniac. Cre- creepy ones that, like, you know. Yeah, who knows? Who knows this dentist? <laughs> I would never go there. I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, a woman had enough of it, and she took down the whole thing with garden shears, apparently, and now the guy's pressing charges against her. Because she went onto his property and took the whole display down. Well, so. with the laws that passed in 2019, federally, he is not in the right. He is at risk because any word of this, even the word discrimination or harassment, and this all was all brought upon by the Me Too <laughs> movement. I'm serious. I'm I'm not even joking with you. You're saying he's harassing people by putting his this display up there? can be a sign of harassment in the eyes of the law. So I don't see him winning well, this argument. Also, in the eyes of the law, she went onto his property and destroyed his stuff. Yes. So, so I see this all. I see this case in 2020. So and so versus so and so. I, I I can see it already. She's automatically in the wrong and screwed it up. Doesn't matter because she already took the law into her or, own hands. Or or was well she is, but or was he? What initially in the wrong? Maybe, but she went about even it the wrong one way. Or even the word discrimination Dahlia. or harassment. I'm I'm just telling you no, in listen, the eyes of the law. Stop, stop talking for a sec and listen to what I'm saying here. If you saw something you didn't like on someone's yard, you're telling me you have the right to go up there and remove it from their yard? No, absolutely not. Okay, that's not just, what I'm saying. That's the basic premise here is that she's automatically in the wrong. There's no way that she's going to win any kind of women's rights case here. Because she already went onto his yard and destroyed the property. You know what I mean? Maybe you would have had a valid point if she would have been, went about it the right way, went to city council and said something, or right? Well, this is all over social media, so he's got... <laughs> well, it's sparking a debate, yeah. Uh, it's definitely out there. So. Definitely not classy on his part. <laughs> no, it's not. It's stupid, um, but it's do you not think even it's about within his, his rights as a citizen or a business owner to no, do that? No, 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 no. There are so many protected classes now under federal law. The women aren't naked. They're not showing any kind of body parts. It's provocative. Yeah, it is. It's provocative. It's provocative. There are no men there. Um, <laughs> well, no. And it's specifically white mannequins in bikinis. So. Yeah. Uh, good well, luck. Good luck. Win- good luck winning that one, guy. No bikinis, but one piece bathing suits. Right. <laughs> we'll be sure to follow this story and get back to you guys on it. Uh, who gives a shit? But anyway, that's it for us this yeah. week. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace.
By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion standards or policies of the garage rock show tgrs assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein this disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com